VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And welcome to our News Roundup Day here on Crosstalk today. we got a number of stories and a number of issues that are taking place in uh, not only across the United States, but around the world. And we're going to cover the wide gamut of many different issues here today. But before we uh, cover a multiplicity of uh, miscellaneous stories, we, of course, want to remind you of the election coming up this Tuesday. As always, we encourage you to be knowledgeable of the of, of the facts, of the issues on the ballot, the individuals, uh, and to uh, think biblically, vote prayerfully in this coming election. Right now, joining us by telephone, we have Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman. He represents Wisconsin's 6th Congressional District. He is running uncontested in Tuesday's election. Good afternoon, Congressman Grothman. Good afternoon. Glad to be on the show. Uh, obviously, this is a, uh, a time of great importance for Christians. John Adams pointed out that our Constitution is fit for a more religious people and totally unfit for anybody else. God has blessed our country like no other country in the history of the world, and we are not reciprocating that love at all right now. So there are a variety of issues you want to dig in and talk about. When we consider Tuesday's election, uh, through your eyes, the eyes of a congressman, what do you see is at stake in this election? Well, a whole vision of America. I'll give you an example. There's a bill that passed the House of Representatives with every Democrat voting for it, 220 out of 220, uh, and two Republicans voting for it, saying that on the next census form, as well as 130 other government forms, uh, you have to declare sexual preference. Are you transgender? Are you gay? Are you binary? What have um, This is, and it includes children. So you're going to be in a situation in which the uh, school district is going to ask your 10-year-old child, Johnny, do you think you're a transgender? Johnny, do you think you're gay? I mean, you're, you, they're robbing our children of their innocence. They're putting all sorts of ideas in their heads on a federal level. Now, the Democrats, to give you both sides of the issue, they can say, well, if you wanted to, you always cannot fill in that line. But whoever doesn't fill out a line in a form, mm-hmm. uh, you are stealing the innocence of our children this is at stake in the election. If we lost two Senate seats, which we could, and didn't pick up the House, this will become the law of the land. So that is the first thing. Should we be pushing this this gay, transgender uh, agenda on our youth? I can't think of anything worse. That's one thing that should be on the ballot. And it's something that should pass through your mind as you you know go up and down that ballot pretty much any uh, any office you want. The second thing on, on your mind should be abortion. We know that. And right now, every Democrat in Congress, save one, I think it's 221 out of 222, have voted for abortions at, at through birth, eight months in. You know, you know what a pregnant woman looks like eight months in. What type of sickle would say that uh, you should be able to kill that baby? But all but one Democrat in the House of Representatives voted that way. Um, again, the only thing that is preventing it from being the law of the land is, you know, if they pick up two more Democrats in the Senate, they will make it the law of the land. So remember that. You want America to be a country in which it's illegal to abort a child at eight months. Next thing to look out, um, right now in our budget, apparently Joe Biden found a way to give out grants to nonprofits who want to promote atheism around the globe. Now think about that. You know, people wonder why America is such a wealthy country, why so many people want to come here. And we're going to be sending out grants telling people around the world, not just corrupting our own youth, but around the world saying America's great because of atheism. That's the way they're going to take it. Yeah, and that's, that's well, really, isn't that awful? It is awful. I mean, when, when we think our motto is in God we trust, I mean, it's a subversion of our national and, motto and we're promoting that? Well, remember, God has blessed this country so much. You know, I get sometimes out of the country on this job, and there is nowhere materially, 
uh, land-wise that you'd rather live in, in the United States, which is why so many people try to come here. But to use our wealth to really promote the opposite of what God would want, to use our wealth to put young people on the spot, are you transgender or not, are you gay or not, to use our wealth to give out grants around the world to promote atheism, uh, just unbelievable. And, you know, I, I can't believe it's gotten this bad. Um, another thing, uh, we were able to beat it back, but the Biden administration wants an extension of something called the Magnitsky Act, in which they would have the right on foreign officials, not just cracking down our own U.S. Congress, but foreign officials, elected officials, prominent people, if you do not go along with Joe Biden's definition of human rights on issues like abortion, we can confiscate property uh, from people in other nations. In other words, if you vote pro-life and you're a member of the Dominican Republican legislature, uh, we can take away your visa to come to the United States. We can take away your property. So we're muscling not just our own nation, are we preaching anti-Christian principles in, but teaching anti-Christian principles around the globe. Uh, we have the whole transgender thing going on now, which, of course, you know, you, you're, I'm sure many of your listeners associated Planned Parenthood with abortion, but they are very involved in this idea of taking drugs so you don't reach puberty and having surgeries, and really they, <clears throat> they just like the whole idea of um, man and woman that uh, God created, and they are trying to get individual students away from that. Congressman and, Glenn Grothman uh, is with us here today from Wisconsin's 6th Congressional District. Uh, Congressman, I know that the gender-related, gender identity issues are so much at stake here in this ballot. We look at uh, the the issue that Michigan is going to be voting on. We know that California is trying to solidify this even further in their state. We know that, the, the well, Joe Biden said as he was running for president, he said the transgender issue is a civil rights issue of our time. It is only believed that, that if... Uh, he maintains control through his party in the House and or Senate that he's going to continue to push this agenda to a, a, a to an extent like we've never seen before in this nation. There's no country that ought to be doing God's will like the United States of America. We're going the exact opposite direction. You're absolutely right. We're funding money into Planned Parenthood. Who wants to put doubt in young people's minds, 13, 14 years old? Are you sure you want to be a boy? Are you sure you want to be a girl? Maybe you want to take uh, uh, drugs to delay certain things. I mean, it's just Orwellian what's going on in this country. It is a challenge to everybody in this country. How are you going to vote next time? It really bothers me uh, when I see groups coming out for the Democrat Party now. I mean, you know, there was a time where the Democrat Party was different than it is today. But uh, right now, it is so far off the rails. I think you ought to, if you want to vote Democrat, you ought to send a letter to the Democrat Party. Give me a different slate of candidates. We don't want this slate of candidates. You get me Democrats who are not voting to have 12-year-olds declare their sexual preference, and then I'll vote Democrat again. But in the interim, I'm going to keep voting Republican until you give me a different kind of Democrat. I'd like now, to, maybe you're for that. Right, go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to play a clip for you from just the other night. President Biden was speaking at Union Station and really accusing MAGA Republicans of suppressing the vote. Uh, here's what he had to say. It's trying to succeed where they failed in 2020 to suppress the right of voters and subvert the electoral system itself. That means denying your right to vote and deciding whether your vote even counts. Instead of waiting until an election is over, they're starting well before it. They're starting now. They've emboldened violence and intimidation of voters and election officials. It's estimated that there are more than 300 election deniers on the ballot all across America this year. Uh, Congressman, he is uh, talking about the, the what he calls the extreme mega Republicans in this regard. Well, I guess what he's talking about, 
I know that he desperately wants to get rid of photo ID. If you're in a state like I am, Wisconsin, where you have photo ID, Joe Biden runs around and says that's racist. So uh, basically any law, and that's the law that even they've done in Mexico, it's a, a very common throughout the world to have photo IDs. We require it in some states, not others. <laughs> yeah, they but require, they require it to get into some Joe federal Biden, buildings. Uh, right. Joe Biden, uh, he equates it with racism. And I don't know why Joe Biden is announcing that it can take several days to find out who wins these elections. Everywhere else in society, as we become more technological, things are done quicker. Yeah. But all of a sudden, Joe Biden is declaring we might not know who wins some of these U.S. Senate or U.S. congressional races three or four days after after Election Day, which is, to me, scary. He's uh, and By the way, I would just say, uh, I, I think... Uh, he is the worst president we've ever had in this country. I never thought we'd see a president worse than Lyndon Johnson, but we've eclipsed Lyndon Johnson right now and Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And it's not maybe necessarily the topic that you want to talk about today, but the degree to which he is screaming racism everywhere is just another another way to divide America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, isn't it horrible the way Joe Biden calls everybody racist? And <laughs> the criminal justice system is racist. The education system is racist. The banking system is racist. Everything is racist in the eyes of Joe Biden, and that includes our elections. You see, the goal is to v- divide America, and we got to have one American after you know against another American, and to cause this division and the unrest within. Uh, that that is really part of the, the the whole plan. That is you know that part of the advancing a socialist agenda. Oh, no doubt about it. No, it's socialist. Uh, Marxist would maybe be a better term for it. Hmm. Uh, they wanted to. They want a, a, a government with a very, a country with a very large government, because the larger the government, the easier it is to suppress uh, individual freedoms. And another feature of Marxism, of course, is they don't like God. So they like an increasingly powerful government, and they want to use that government to a degree to suppress Christian values uh, in so many ways. They they want to. Uh, have the government take a bigger, bigger role in raising the children all the time. For example, I think our forefathers expected the families to raise the children. Their, their attitude is the less time with the families, the better. It, it's really a scary thing. Everybody out there has got to make sure they vote on Tuesday because this is really a, an attack on the Christian nation that I think our forefathers envisioned. And and issues are at stake, and, and we appreciate your time with us. We know, again, here here's a headline, WND taxpayers in one state, Pennsylvania, spent nearly $17 million for mutilation on kids promoting transgenderism. Florida moved now to ban puberty blockers and transgender surgery for minors. Uh, th- this this whole issue of the gender identity and and uh, giving the... Uh, the uh, uh, cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers. Uh, these issues are really on the ballot, and it's a very critical issue. And we thank you for taking time to express your concerns for this Tuesday's election. Very scary where this country is, and particularly given how God has blessed our country, hmm. that we have allowed our country to degenerate into what we have now. Congressman, thanks for being with us. Very good, Joe. Congressman Glenn Grothman from Wisconsin's 6th Congressional District. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a number of stories we'll be unfolding on our News Roundup Friday. Back in a minute, here on Crosstalk, coming your way from the VCY America Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, Creation Seminar Speaker at the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, any evidence for creation from the solar system? Yes, there are, Chris. In fact, quite a few. One of the ICR physicists, Dr. Russ Humphreys, made a prediction a few years ago before the exploration of Jupiter by satellite. He had developed a theory of the magnetic field of planets in the solar system based on the Bible. And the satellite found the evidence fit his model and not the evolutionary model of long ages. In particular, Europa, one of the moons of Jupiter, has an Earth-like magnetic field, but it's tilted 80 degrees away from the spin axis. This pretty much proves that the magnetic field is not produced by fluid currents in the moon's interior, as is postulated by long-agers for Earth. As a matter of fact, the Earth's dipole magnetic field is decaying so fast, soon it's going to be gone. It couldn't be the result of events millions of years ago, and that's the Back to Genesis truth. Thanks for tuning in to Back to Genesis. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. As we continue with our news roundup here today, I just mentioned the story from WND.com. Uh, procedures that involve handing out chemicals to children and doing body mutilation surgeries have cost taxpayers in Pennsylvania nearly $17 million in recent years, according to a new report. Findings from the Pennsylvania Family Institute outlined in a report in the Daily Wire They filed a right-to-know case with the Pennsylvania Department of Human Services and discovered that since 2015, more than $16.7 million tax dollars have been handed out for puberty-blocking drugs, cross-sex hormones, and those surgeries that disfigure healthy body parts and leave the victims likely sterile for life. Wow, truly amazing indeed. Um, And then uh, also from LifeSiteNews.com, it's reported that... uh, Uh, Parents who oppose transgender ideology or irreversible drugs and surgeries for kids may lose custody of their children in the near future. In late September, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill, SB 107, that allows California courts to take, quote, emergency jurisdiction of children who come to the state for gender transitions. In other words, starting in January... California will be able to strip parents in any state of their custody rights if their children see chemical or surgical mutilation within California's borders or even through telemedicine with a California-based doctor. Moreover, the law authored by a homosexual lawmaker from San Francisco and co-sponsored by Planned Parenthood could promote abduction of minors to California and leave parents powerless to stop it. And this governor of, of California is talking about running to be the president of the United States in two, two years from now. Looking at some other issues, folks, the National Review is reporting Saudi Arabia has shared intelligence with the U.S. that Iran is planning to launch a series of attacks in the region in an effort to distract from domestic protest. It's unclear what form the attacks will take, but the Iranians are expected to target Saudi Arabia as well as herbal Iraq, the Wall Street Journal reported. We're concerned about a threat, uh, about the threat picture. We remain in constant contact through military and intelligence channels with the Saudis, said a National Security Council spokesperson. We will not hesitate to act in the defense of our interests and partners in the region. Uh, this is all to distract from the many violent protests uh, because of a woman that was arrested by the morality police for wearing a headdress, a hijab, improperly. Protests taking place in some 80 cities. Axios reporting that the Biden administration not going to waste time on trying to revive the nu- Iran nuclear deal at this time, considering Tehran's crackdown on protesters. Iranian support for Russia's war in Ukraine and Iran's positions on its nuclear program, U.S. Envoy for Iron Rob Malley, said on Monday. Going to foxnews.com, a shocking new report from the British government details that the violent persecution of Christian minority populations continues unabated in the Islamic Republic of Iran. Simply being a Christian is enough to get you arrested in the Muslim-majority country, noted the United Kingdom study on Christians and Christian converts in Iran. The report said that many arrests reportedly took place during police raids and religious gatherings, and that Christians, particularly evangelicals and converts from Islam, continue to experience disproportionate, we'll get that word out, levels of arrest and detention. Uh, This is truly troubling, and uh, friends, we want to remind you that this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday, November 6th, is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. We encourage you to remember to pray for those who are being persecuted on account of their faith. You'll find more information on this at persecution.com. That's associated with Voice of the Martyrs and also opendoorsusa.org. Uh, with uh, the Open Doors Ministry as well. And uh, Door of Hope International, org is another organization dealing with the persecution of believers. The Epoch Times reporting, Israeli Prime Minister Lapid on Thursday congratulated Benjamin Netanyahu on his election win as a final results confirmed the former premier's triumphant comeback at the head of a solidy right-wing alliance. Uh, we understand that he uh, is going to be directed by the president there to form a coalition government 
And uh, that could take weeks, they are reporting at this time. Newsmax is reporting social media giants essentially granted uh, government officials the ability to censor and suppress speech in the name of fighting misinformation by providing them direct access to flag posts and an open line of communication with senior executives, according to a report by The Intercept. The outlet found that the short-lived disinformation governance board wasn't the Biden administration's only attempt at censoring political speech and posts that ran contrary to their preferred narratives. According to leaked records, meeting minutes and the lawsuit filed by a pair of Republican attorney generals uh, obtained by The Intercept, top-ranking Biden administration officials seemingly worked hand-in-hand with big tech to censor content that the federal government deemed misinformation. A presentation obtained by The Intercept revealed that Facebook went as far as creating a special portal for the Department of Homeland Security and government partners where they could log in to report disinformation directly to the company. In order to gain access to the backdoor portal, a government or law enforcement email was required. The Intercept reporting that DHS's mission to fight disinformation stemming from concerns about Russian influence in the 2016 presidential election began taking shape during the 2020 election. Uh, the challenge is particularly acute in marginalized communities, report states that are often the targets of false or misleading information, such as false information on voting procedures or targeting people of color. American Military News reporting the number of U.S. Navy sailors released from service for refusing the COVID shot nearing 2,000. Nearing 2,000. This includes also more than two dozen Navy SEALs. Washington Times reporting President Biden again falsely claimed that his son, Bo Biden, died in Iraq, confusing key details of his son's death just weeks after making the same mistake during remarks in Colorado. Uh, He gave a speech just the other night. He talked about our high inflation was due to the war with uh, Iraq and then corrected himself later saying, no, Ukraine. But he said inflation is a worldwide problem because now the war in Iraq and the import on oil and what Russia is doing. And then he said, I'm thinking of Iraq because that's where my son died. Well, no, he did not. He did serve in Iraq from 2008 to 2009, but he died of cancer in the year 2015. Uh, President Biden also, this is from Jihad Watch, uh, recently spoke about uh, uh, that uh, he had spoken to the man who invented uh, insulin. But the problem is this man died before Joe Biden was born, uh, it says. In 1923, Frederick Banting and J.J.R. McLeod were awarded the Nobel Prize in physiology or medicine for discovering insulin. But speaking Tuesday in Florida on lowering prescription drug costs, Biden said, now starting in January, we're capping the cost of insulin. Insulin, And how many of you know uh, somebody with diabetes? He went on to say, uh, uh, okay, you know how much it costs to make that insulin drug for diabetes cost? It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I spoke to him, okay? Well, no, he did not. PJ Media telling us earlier this month, we warned of the impending diesel fuel shortage. Uh, so the diesel uh, fuel supply shortage that threatens to take the U.S. to the brink of collapse if the Biden administration does not begin to take the situation a bit more seriously. Because conditions are rapidly devolving and market ec- economics are changing significantly each day, um, they are talking about uh, moving to an alert level four to address market volatility. Uh, Mansfeld uh, Energy said in a statement, in many areas, actual fuel prices are currently 30 to 80 cents higher than the posted or market average because supply is tight. Usually the low rack posters can sell many loads of fuel before running out of supply. Now they only have one or two loads. That means fuel suppliers have to pull from higher cost options at a time when low high spreads are much better uh, are much wider than normal. At times, carriers are having to visit multiple terminals to find supply that delays deliveries, strains local trucking capacity. I want to play something for you here. It's an audio clip that uh, found from the, uh, uh, this is John Kirby. And uh, we know that uh, the uh, home heating uh, shortages, uh, fuel heating fuel shortages are before us. We talk about the shortage of diesel fuel as well. And uh, there was a reporter that asked John Kirby, a spokesman for the Biden administration, about the diesel fuel crisis. 
and uh, didn't have an answer for it. But he said they were making efforts to help Ukraine instead. I want you to hear this, folks, because as as uh, people are f- facing some huge increases in home heating oil and natural gas, um, yet he's talking about how we're doubling down our efforts to help Ukraine. Listen what's going on here. What are we doing to increase the supply of diesel, given that the Energy Information Administration said as of October 14th, the U.S. only had about a 25-day supply. You have yeah. the Northeast and, and New York already rationing home heating oil. What are we doing to prepare for the winter and to ramp up supply of diesel? I'll, I'll take the question on the diesel because I just don't have the, the data on that in front of me. So let me take that and and, uh, and we'll get back to you on that. But, but writ large, the, the president has been working very, very hard uh, to make sure that we're uh, – that not only are, are, are we ready for fluctuations that could come, and of course the prices are going down, and, and we think that's important, um, uh, but that we are also doing what we can to help our European friends and partners who are also going to be facing a long, cold winter. We have doubled our commitment. The commitment he made in March for natural gas exports to Europe, we've doubled that commitment um, in terms of actual you know, uh, getting things over there, getting natural gas over there. And we are working with foreign suppliers of natural gas uh, and oil to see if we can't help our European partners diversify their own storage and supplies. Uh, many of them are, in fact, building up their storage capability here for, for the winter. Some are farther along than others, uh, and we're working closely with them bilaterally and multilaterally to see what we can do to help that. But I will owe you a question on the diesel. You know, it's amazing. And as we are seeing this whole matter of uh, the uh, energy prices just escalating off the charts, uh, Daily Caller is reporting that the White House announced Wednesday that the Biden administration will spend $13.5 billion total to directly cover rapidly increasing household utility bills and help homes become more energy efficient ahead of the winter months. So here, as, as because of the energy policies that are taking place by the Biden administration, now we're going to spend $13 billion to help bring down the soaring energy bills. So we're going to borrow more money to make this all happen. Doesn't something seem backward here? Here's an interesting story from CBN News. A Canadian pastor arrested twice in 2021 for defying the Canadian government's harsh public health restrictions during the COVID-19 pandemic was acquitted of all charges on Tuesday. The Provincial Court of Alberta exonerated Pastor Tim Stevens of the Fairview Baptist Church in Calgary of all public health-related charges regarding social distancing, according to the nonprofit law firm Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, whose attorneys represented Stevens in court. CBN also reporting the FBI said yesterday it has received credible information about a broad threat to synagogues in New Jersey a warning that has uh, prompted some municipalities to send extra police officers to guard houses of worship. The nature of the threat was vague. The FBI's synagogues, uh, or the FBI's Newark office released a statement urging synagogues to take all security precautions to protect your community and facility, but wouldn't say anything about who made the threat or why. The alert was posted after officials discovered an online threat directed broadly at synagogues in New Jersey, a law enforcement official said. Very interesting. In Jersey City, Mayor Stephen Fullup said that uh, uh, police would be posting at the uh, city's seven synagogues. Foot patrols would be added to the broader Jewish community. I've got more stories after the break. A news roundup Friday here today on Crosstalk. And Lord willing, we'll have time for you to call in and interact on uh, some of these stories as well. Back in a minute here on Crosstalk. In September 2022, Frequent Crosstalk guest Alex Newman delivered a powerful presentation exposing the Great Reset at a VCY rally. Now, we've had this problem before, even in the not-too-distant past, that the state is God, the government is God. We could call it Godverment. People like Karl Marx, Chairman Mao, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin. That's what happens when you worship things that are not supposed to be worshipped. Statues, demons fake gods, computers, yourself, money. See Alex Newman reveal the plan of world leaders as he delivers this full presentation exposing the Great Reset spoken at a VCY rally. 
We are making copies available on DVD, which includes his PowerPoint presentation for a donation of $15. Call VCY at 1-800-729-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America and uh, looking at a number of news stories from across the nation and around the world. I've got much more than we're going to get in today's program. A Daily Caller is reporting that interest on the federal debt is set to skyrocket, potentially surpassing defense spending by as early as 2025, CNN reported on Tuesday. Think about that. The defense spending of our nation will be surpassed by payment on our federal debt. The, and not the payment on the federal debt, but the interest on the debt itself. Now, every time one of these new programs comes about, we're talking about putting out billions and send billions more to Ukraine and send billions more now for energy relief because we have forced, you know, inflation numbers. Uh, folks, you remember those stimulus checks you all got and everybody was clapping and cheering? Yeah, we got all this money. Folks, you're just paying it right back to the government. But then there's debt on top of this as well. Truly troubling. Foxnews.com reporting House Republicans released a new report today detailing whistleblower allegations of FBI misconduct and the um, also the politicizing of it as well at the highest levels of the Department of Justice. The FBI, under the stewardship of Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland, is broken, the GOP report says. The problem lies not with the majority of frontline agents who serve our country, but with the FBI's politicized bureaucracy. The Christian Post reporting that the U.S. Supreme Court heard several hours of arguments on whether education institutions can consider race as one of the many factors in determining student admissions, with both sides invoking concerns over discrimination diversity. The nation's highest court heard oral arguments Monday in the case of Students for Fair Admissions Incorporated versus University of North Carolina and Students for Fair Admissions Incorporated versus President and Fellows of Harvard College. At issue are race-based affirmative action policies for the two institutions. Of course, the impact will be felt across the nation. Justice Neil Gorsuch is suggesting that the role leaker may be revealed soon. Folks, it's been over, what, half a year now? Since uh, it was early May in which uh, that the leak uh, happened? I guess, yeah, six months, six months ago. And uh, Gorsuch announcing that leaker may be determined soon, a report they're expecting soon. Something is not adding up with the Paul Pelosi story. Do you feel that along with me? Something is just not adding up. This um, headline from WND.com, Journalism is Dead, Media Torch for Coverage of Paul Pelosi Story. Despite conflicting reports and many unanswered questions, President Biden and other Democratic Party leaders have used the assault by a hammer-wielding, apparently mentally ill, illegal alien. Did you hear that, folks? illegal alien on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband to rally midterm voters, casting the violent act as an inevitable result of right-wing election denier rhetoric. On Monday afternoon, announcing attempted murder charges against the 42-year-old San Francisco DA attorney, uh, let's see, this would be Brooke Jenkins, affirmed uh, to reporters that prosecutors believe that the attack was politically motivated. But on closer inspection, the suspect, an illegal alien from Canada who was a member of the far-left Green Party and lives in a dilapidated bus on the Berkeley, California property of nudist drug abusers who support Black Lives Matters and purportedly of late was circulating QAnon conspiracy comes across more as a homeless, mentally unstable drug addict, they report. Nevertheless, established media aligned with the Democratic narrative are trying, tying his actions to the January 6th Capitol Hill mob because he allegedly shouted the words, Where's Nancy? Daily Wire CEO Jeremy Boring reacted to the coverage, saying journalism is dead. 20 years ago, every major publication would have had boots on the ground, chasing the facts in the Paul Pelosi story, questioning the narrative, uh, interviewing everyone, even targeting uh, or tangentially connected, demanding transparency and release of calls and footage. Folks, that's not what's going on now. I mean, Hot Air is saying that NBC offers new details uh, here this morning on the police assault before the attack. According to their sources, Pelosi himself opened the door when police arrived and rather than walk out, began to walk back toward the assailant. 
And then the assailant assured police everything was good, which, uh, given the broken window, police clearly did not believe that. Only then did the hammer attack occur, prompting an immediate response from the surprised officers, according to NBC. Things are not adding up here. Camera footage, security footage not being released. What has really happened here? What has really gone on? I've seen a number of theories. But something is not being told, the American public, and they've tried to use this as some far-right-wing extremist who has perpetrated this. But, folks, as the facts come out, we find that doesn't appear to be the case. Townhall.com is reporting Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake pointing out the irony of an illegal immigrant breaking into the campaign headquarters of her Democratic opponent, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Isn't that amazing? Washington Free Beacon. Many Americans are reporting a crime increase in their neighborhoods more than at any point since 1972 when Gallup first pulled the issue. 56% of U.S. adults perceived more crime in their area than the year prior. Their group's latest poll found a five-point increase from 2021. Gallup also measured the perception of national crime increases, finding that 78% of adults say there is more crime in the country than last year. Washington Free Beacon, even as crime has emerged at the top issue among many voters in the New York gubernatorial race, Democratic incumbent Kathy Hochul called people who mention it data deniers and conspirators, saying there are master manipulators. I mean, she told this to MSNBC's Al Sharpton on Sunday, referencing Republicans who point to her crimes, uh, the crime surge in New York saying they have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in Democratic states, they're not as safe. Um, In a recent poll by Quinnipiac University, crime ranked highest among New York voter issues. 28% of respondents selecting it as the most urgent issue facing the state. Crime up 29.64% compared to this time last year in New York. Illinois Family Institute, Governor Newsom, decided to throw a boulder in the path of conservative people of faith who want to serve their communities as police officers. In September, Newsom signed into law a bill that that amends a reasonable existing law, which requires police officers to be free from any emotional or mental condition that might adversely affect the exercise of the powers of a peace officer. His wildly uh, unreasonable amendment now requires that police officers be evaluated for bias Based on sexual orientation, Christians, Jews, and Muslims who believe homosexual acts are not moral may no longer be uh, able to serve as policewomen and policemen in the state of California. Oh, friends, there's much more going on here. Oh, this troubling from New Zealand. The New Zealand government has launched a new DIY, do-it-yourself abortion scheme that allows women and girls to free phone a number, and have abortion pills delivered to them on what's been described as a state-sponsored backstreet abortion. Following the introduction of the most extreme abortion laws in the world, permitting the abortion of babies de facto on demand up to birth, the Labor government, led by Prime Minister Ardern, launched a nationwide DIY abortion scheme called Decide. The Decide scheme allows women and girls to call uh, a toll-free number, a free phone number they call there, and have abortion drugs delivered to them so, uh, or their nearest pharmacy so they can carry out their do-it-yourself medical abortion without in-person medical supervision. Folks, it's wrong either way. Even if they had medical supervision, it's wrong either way. Here's a story the, from Texas, the Texas abortion ban is saving thousands of babies from abortions, according to a new study by the pro-abortion research group We Count. In Texas specifically, an estimated 2,770 abortions were done in April, that month along, alone. Um, and now, after the reversal of Roe in August, down to just 10 abortions in the state of Texas. Now, I rejoice that those numbers are down, but I'm very concerned that there were still 10 babies that were killed in Texas. Praise the Lord, though that is not at 2,770, but a tragedy that even one child dies at the hand of an abortionist. LifeNews.com, longtime sidewalk counselor and legal, uh, life legal client Ross Foti brutally attacked outside of California Planned Parenthood last week. A woman entering the clinic viciously shoved him to the ground, 
causing him to fall on a fire hydrant. With the election coming up, uh, this coming from the Daily Caller, News Foundation, Democratic Attorney General Keith Ellison of Minnesota, now tied with Republican challenger Jim Schultz in his effort to be reelected, according to a series of polls published in the race. Uh, this is a very significant uh, race that uh, many are watching around the country as well. From Todd Starnes, an Illinois high school teacher suspended and is under investigation. What did he do? He refused to let a biological girl change in the boys' locker room. Christian Headlines telling us that Kroger has agreed to pay $180,000 to settle a lawsuit that involved two employees who say they were fired for refusing to wear LGBT-themed aprons due to their religious beliefs. Can I say something to Kroger's? Just sell the groceries. Just sell the groceries. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of the woman from the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in the final months of the Trump administration. The EEOC uh, found that, uh, uh, well, a settlement was reached in this. Uh, Kroger denied the allegations. Part of the settlement, Kroger will pay $180,000 and create a religious accommodation policy and provide enhanced religious discrimination training to store management. Let's see, LifeSiteNews.com. Yes, the uh, over a dozen corporations lobbying the U.S. Senate to enact legislation that would enshrine same-sex marriage in federal law and open the doors to forced legal recognition of polygamy, according to financial disclosures from the third quarter of 2022. Political reports at Toyota, Dell, General Mills, uh, UPS, Procter & Gamble, HP, uh, Dow Chemical, Micron, TechNet, um uh, The trade association representing Amazon, Google, Apple, and other tech giants are among the companies that have urged senators to support the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. Folks, this is going to be, in my opinion, a very dangerous uh, time coming up in the lame duck session after uh, the election happens on Tuesday. And uh, there are many who believe that this uh, so-called Respect for Marriage Act is going to be coming up before the U.S. Senate. It's already passed. The House of Representatives, President Biden will sign it into law in a heartbeat. This coming from churchtimes.co.uk, from the UK, more than 1,100 licensed priests in the Church of England have indicated they are willing to conduct same-sex marriages if they become legal. Survey conducted by the Campaign for Equal Marriage in the Church of England over the course of the last month. In a statement announcing the results, the chairman of the organization said it is clear from the feedback the majority want the current situation to change. D.C. schools surveying 11-year-olds about their sexual identity and their transgender status, reports LifeSiteNews.com. Friends, there are many issues going on. North Korea, this is from Fox News. North Korea fired more than 20 missiles Wednesday in the direction of South Korea, and at least one landed near the rival's tense sea border. South Korea retaliated by firing its own test missiles, sending some citizens to evaluate its underground shelters. The U.S. is moving advanced nuclear weapons to NATO bases, reportedly deploying nukes early. Understand things are happening in this world. Here's another headline from CBN News. Russia rejoins the deal on wartime Ukrainian grain exports, allowing grain exports to be delivered from from, uh, Ukraine. And uh, the king is coming, uh, reporting that Russia and China are moving to create a new global threat. A top Chinese official said his country will continue its partnership with Russia in the hopes of creating a new international order that will rival Western influence. We're up against a break, but uh, wow, the clock is moving so quick. Let's open some phone lines here as well. Our number to crosstalk, 800-733-9829. If you want to comment on one of these or other current event stories, 800-733-9829. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. In 1924, before he died, Lenin declared, quote, first we'll take Eastern Europe, then the masses of Asia, then we'll encircle the United States, which will be the last bastion of capitalism. We will not have to attack. It will fall like an overripe fruit into our hands, end quote. Well, today we see that Barcenaro has reportedly lost the presidency in Brazil. The numbers look a little funny, like maybe some voter fraud. Well, no shocker there. The incoming president, well, he's aligned with communists. He's aligned with Iran. And now 
all through Latin America, Central America, South America, we have people aligned with the Marxist and the Islamist, the red-green axis. Lenin told us they would have an alliance around the globe with Marxists, but he didn't know about the red-green axis then at that time. And now we're surrounded, and they're trying to collapse us from within. I'm Brandon House. You're listening to Crosstalk here on VCY America. And uh, friends, uh, truly troubling as we see Russia and China moving to create this new global uh, threat here to to rival the West, so to speak. And Hungary has ties with China uh, as well. That is raising concerns. And Germany is selling critical infrastructure to China, opening up many ports. Uh, uh, They decide to let the Chinese state-owned enterprise Costco Shipping Ports has links to the China's People Liberation Army by a stake in the port of Hamburg. The port of Hamburg is Germany's largest port. Costco also owns stakes in Europe's two largest ports at Rotterdam and Antwerp. Uh, It it is amazing to see the influence that China is having all over the world. Let's go to the phone lines here today. We've got uh, Mark calling in from Monroe. Mark, you're on the air. Yes, uh, I I think the January 6th investigation should uh, flip houses from the Capitol to the Pelosi residency in uh, San Francisco um, on uh, October 28th. Apparently, uh, Nancy was incapable incapable of securing either house. In fact, uh, the San Francisco incident makes me wonder if it was a sham very similar to the uh, staged incident uh, with Jesse uh, Stilett in Chicago. You know, it's interesting as more information is coming out on this. She's calling for privacy. We need to have privacy in this. Uh, things are not adding up, and she knows it. Well, the thing is, too, is, I mean, uh, as much as uh, all these people, especially they're, you know, in uh, uh, gated communities and whatnot, uh, once they become the, uh, um, and again, this is all um, hypothetical because we don't know the facts, but if, in fact, they were actually targeted, they're the the victim of their own uh, 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 perpetration. Mark, thanks for the call here today. Uh, we have Eddie next in Texas. You're on the air, Eddie. Thank you, Brother Jim. I just want to thank you so much for this program that I've been hearing it for so many years. Brother Jim, I have a question. I heard on World News a couple of weeks ago that there will be a shortage on diesel fuel. Yeah. Have you heard anything on that, brother? Cause oh, yes. Kind of yeah. And, panic down here in the valley. Yeah, and that was one of the questions that was asked even of, of this White House spokesperson about the diesel, diesel fuel shortage because I don't have the exact number of days, but here a couple of weeks ago they said we only have like a, it was a 24 or 26 or 28 day supply left of diesel fuel. That that would mean if, you know, if everything were shut off right now, that's all we have available to us. Uh, but they continue to manufacture it. But but those days are decreasing. And uh, the, the the White House spokesperson, when they were just asked that question, said, well, we're going to have to get back with you on that issue. But it is a real threat uh, to the nation. And and we see also and, and at the same time, Eddie, we, we, we have the potential for this train strike to resurface once again because a union uh, uh, rejected the contract. And so all the negotiations and the warnings given out on the moving of goods and services, that may come to a screeching halt there as well. Well, thank you, Brother Jim, for addressing that for me. Thank you for the call. Uh, Let's go to another Eddie in Kentucky. You're on the air. Hey, Jim, thank you for taking my call. Uh, Isn't it something that just two years we got all these problems, all these troubles, all these um, uh, impossibilities to deal with? Isn't that something? Just two years, all it took. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, how can we miss what's really going on? It's like we're under political siege. Thank you for the great job you do. Keep it up, brother. Thank you for the call. Let me just quote from Scripture where it says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And really, we, we, we do have to look as to where our nation is going, but that happens with individuals, you know. And we go back to that, that verse that uh uh, from Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Jackie and West Dallas, you're on the air. 
thank you, Jim, for quoting this. That's what I'm calling about. The church needs to wake up. Yeah. We was judged when we put all our faith in Donald Trump and thought he's going to get in this office. God is a jealous God. So we have to remember to put our faith and our prayers in God. And you just say, reminding us to pray on Sunday. We should be praying for the persecuted church. We should be outraged about what is going on in our country. But the outrage started at the church. God's judgment is going to start at the church. Saints, Christians, you must wake up and pray because voting he can't discuss voting, but let me say, if you are voting for someone who is a homo, who are for homosexuality or for transgender or for killing babies, you need to go and talk to your pastor. You need to talk to someone because a Christian don't vote that way. I can say that. Jim might not be able to say that. But Christians need to wake up and do what is the Bible tell you to do. And if you can live in that word and walk in that word, then you don't have to fear what's going on in the United States. We would not be talking about get out there and vote, get out there and vote, because the Democrat got people coming in my community every day trying to push their lie and their agenda. But as Christians, we do not walk in fear. We have to wake up and pray and ask God for forgiveness and repent of our sins. And that's the only thing going to save America. That gentleman just say two years, everything changed. God is better with us. Hmm. We have to repent. And come back to God. Our churches are still closed. We don't have men of God even preaching on sin anymore. Wake up, America. God bless you, Jackie. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye now. Dave in uh, Georgia, you're on the air. Yes, I wanted to drag a little bit of attention to uh, a ballot question that's on in the state of Michigan in these midterms. Yes. Um, It's one that would not only allow abortion in any, any time of the pregnancy for any reason, it would also allow anyone to perform an abortion, even if they don't have a medical license, and shield providers from consequences for injuring or killing women in the mm-hmm. process. And worst of all, it would actually eliminate all health and safety regulations on abortion clinics and allow children to undergo abortion or transgender surgeries yeah. without their parents' consent. We need prayer for this we very do. urgently. Thank you so much for your call here. Appreciate uh, you bringing that again to our attention. We dealt with part of that yesterday with Brad Mattis from Life Issues Institute. Friends, these are perilous times in which we live. But let's be faithful. Uh, let's be faithful and uh, to be salt and to be light, uh, to be in prayer for our nation and for our nation's leaders and to uh, use the stewardship of our vote uh, coming up on Tuesday as well. Troubling issues that are going on. And remember this, as Jesus, uh, is, uh, or as Scripture says, in this world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So friends, don't live in fear, don't live in doubt, don't live in despair. Let's live in victory here today. Let's walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's honor him in all aspects of our lives. Thanks for stopping by for Crosstalk here today and all this week. Don't forget the Lord's Day is coming. I trust you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Take Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.